All right, y'all. Welcome back. This is uh, episode five. Joe Yancey and Marcus Lucas uh, doing all things Mizzou per usual. Start with a wrap up of what we saw last Saturday. I know it may have not been the most convincing victory, you know, Mizzou could have had, but all in, it's a W. You have any initial thoughts, Marcus, that jump off the page or anything? A win's a win, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, we're happy to have a win. Um, you know, anytime you strap it up in uh, D1 football, it's 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 tough to win. Um, so just to get one in and get things going back in the right um, direction uh, is always good. So happy, happy the boys went out there and took care of business as they should. Sometimes it's easy to overlook games like that uh, when you have a big schedule. You know, SEC play is here. So it's easy to overlook some of those games. So they took care of what they needed to obviously still have some things to work on, but uh, feeling good after that game. Yeah. And you called that punt return. Hey man, I told you it was, <laughs> there was going to be a score on special teams uh, mm-hmm. at some way. And, um, and then we t- also talked about getting, getting the ball in Luther's hands in, in unique ways and, and why not with a kick return, punt return. So uh Hey, I was excited to see that. I was, I, t- I think I texted you after that. I was yeah, like, I did. called it, man. It's yeah. coming. You're right. <laughs> so he did, he did a lot of that in high school, but I think they started to limit that, even though he popped a few for touchdowns to preserve his his health, you know, because oh, yeah. it could be a dangerous position. But that was the boost, in my opinion, that they needed. I, yep. wouldn't, I won't say it was necessary, but what that did for that home crowd uh, was incredible and he's just he's that guy he's an athlete he's dynamic he can do anything he's I don't know if the word unstoppable is appropriate you know I don't think that's fair to even put that on him but the way he's built is he's a he's a hard worker and he has all of the athletic gifts but he's also incredibly fast and difficult mm-hmm. to tackle he's not just a big dude so no. that was super awesome um do you think Brady Cook is one of these standard pocket passers where he can function and he can produce at a high rate only if he has the protection of that offensive line. Because what we saw in game one looked a lot like what we saw in game three. And we saw what happened in game two with Kansas State. Um, I, I definitely think let's start with the offensive line. Um, they they got to answer the bell. Um, they got to find some cohesion. Um, and, you know, put all the pieces together. Um, I think that we, we got a, a solid line. Um, just talk about individual players. We have the, all the ability to get it done. They just have to get those reps together and, and like I said, just mesh and be there to protect that QB1. Um, but to answer your question, I think that, that Cook, he can. He has an ability to, to move around in the pocket and extend plays when he needs to. Um, but I think that what what Drink likes in him is his ability, to, his his pocket presence uh, to stand tall in the pocket and deliver the ball to his weapons. I mean, uh, as we saw, I think we we talked about, um, you know, the committee of running backs, you know, getting them involved in the pat, not only the run game, but the pass mm-hmm. game as well. Um, he did a good job of that um, and then getting it to multiple receivers throughout the game. Um, so I think that that going forward, um, I think. Mizzou wants to keep him in the pocket, um, keep him upright and deliver the ball to his playmakers. Yeah, because I, I don't I, I just, you know, admittedly, maybe it's my ignorance. I don't know enough about him at that level 
Um, you know, it would all be me just assuming, but he did get out of the pocket in game sure. one against Louisiana Tech, took off and he looked fast. But I don't yeah, know that I mean, he has he, that he, natural mobility. Yeah, I mean, he did it again. I think he had, you know, maybe 40 something yards yeah. rushing this past yeah. game. So, I mean, he, he he has the ability, like I said, to, to, to extend plays um, when necessary. I don't think it's his first option to do that. I don't think we have design quarterback runs per se right now mm-hmm. um but to have the ability to to keep the ball moving and to extend it to extend the downs and, and to move the chains um is important especially at this this day and age in the game um i think most of the quarterbacks that you're going to see have some ability to move move around with their legs and um you know with this offensive line uh with the struggles that we're having right now um it's going to be important that he move around um so that we can can move the ball down the field. Yeah. And then uh, Dominic Lovett, admittedly, again, the guy I don't know a ton about seven receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns, which I look at that for two reasons. You know, this whole team's not about Luther. Obviously, no. there's multiple weapons, but that only makes Luther better. And then obviously makes Brady Cook better. And if you want to compete on the road against Auburn, you know, or at home against Georgia. And these are difficult games. Obviously, the Georgia game is going to be a lot more difficult. But you've got to have more than one person where their yeah. the passes are basically telegraphed. So sure. that was awesome. And there was uh, one specific play, and I think we talked about it last week, was like Brady needs to be able to try to throw the ball deep at some point. And that's the that's first it. time I saw him step back and just, I mean, he and it it went. It was. Go 80 yards downfield. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see. I mean. Um, like you said, we, we definitely have to spread that ball around. Um, we can't be a one trick pony, um, getting the ball into like multiple running backs, hands, Mm -hmm. multiple receivers, hands, moving the ball around. Um, we can't be predictable. We can't be, uh, rhythmic, um, you know, in our offense. So I I love to see, you know, we saw, started to see some of that, um, color in the offense again started to see some different formations and uh see some receivers running the ball different things like that so it was good to see the, us get back to kind of that game one mentality of you know mixing up the offense uh getting multiple people involved in executing so do you do you see a I don't want to call it an issue but is it a big concern for you that we haven't sacked anybody since this the first game of the season against admittedly probably a weaker offensive line. I don't, I don't think I'm concerned per se, because I don't know if it's a defensive setup or a scheme piece. I think they are trying to get pressure and they're just not. So I don't know if that's a huge concern, but before we dip into sec play, I do think it's going to be important to try to be able to pressure the quarterback. And that may be subsequently why the secondary has been getting roasted because the receiver has too much time to get open. I could be way off, but that's what it feels like. No, that's the difference. I mean, the trenches, um, they definitely set up everything, um, everything else. I mean, they're, they're where the game gets started. Um, we, we definitely need to get to the quarterback. We have to pressure the quarterback, the opposing quarterback. Um, we have to make sure we're having our contain for the, in the running game. Um, those defensive ends in that, that front seven, they really have to, to get creative and, and really just ramp it up a little bit. It, I think it naturally comes when, when we start playing conference games and things like that. So I, I, I truly expect, um, 
you know, Mizzou has been notorious for having great defensive lines um, for years past. So I, I don't I think that's the standard. The standard has been set um, and um, we have to go execute. So um, I definitely think that it's something that we have to work on, um, have to emphasize on the defensive side of the ball. I think it, it helps our DBs, like you said, just just relieve some of that pressure. Um, and, and if that quarterback's under under duress, then uh, it makes a, a lot of opportunities for uh, turnovers and different things like that, breakups, that kind of stuff. So it was good to see that we had a couple turnovers in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about it last we talked about it last week of winning that turnover margin, and, and we, we got that done as well. I'm telling you, when we win that turnover margin, we, we're going to win the game. I agree. And and also that game was not as close as the final, you know, 34 to 17. No. It wasn't. There there were a couple points like, ah, it's a little scary. And you know, I think we missed at least one field goal. I know they tried to draw uh, ACU off sides a couple mm-hmm. times when they could have easily went forward on fourth and one. But Drink was just trying to play safe, get those points, get that W, uh, play the field position game. I know the crowd didn't love it, but you have to respect that because um, yep. he's not playing for point spreads. You know, he's not playing for stats. He's playing for wins. So for wins, that's it. That game could have been a 30, 40 point victory, which I think we both and a lot of people thought the odds makers obviously thought that because they right. set the spread around 31 or 32. So okay. I, I don't have any real takeaways that concern me. I would like to see more pressure on the quarterback. I know last week I was thinking, man, you got to find a horse and ride it. But to your point last week, super effective that Cody Schrader had uh, 10 carries and, you know, Nathaniel mm-hmm. Pete, I think, had four and Elijah Young had five. That by committee worked out just fine. Luther had three or four, a couple of right. out of the Wildcat. He had a couple on the pitch, you know, six yep. receptions, I want to say, for 50-something yards, had a touch, obviously, to the punt return. Him involved, I think, only makes that running game that much better, whether he's actually a part of it or if he's lined up uh, as a receiver. Previewing the Auburn game, going to Auburn, uh, that game they made the announcement. It was a, a to be determined for since the schedule came out. Mm-hmm. It's a primetime game. It's on ESPN. It's 6 p.m. Like it's 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 moved to a primetime, I believe. It's a primetime game. And that, or I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Georgia. That's the 11 a.m. game. Yeah, we got 11 a.m., yeah. These Still an ESPN games. game though, yep. and it is yep. a, it is a it is a a game that is a rivalry. That again, we were speaking a little bit off camera before we got going here. Not necessarily a rich history of the amount of times they've met, but there is at least one game that you can speak to better than anyone. Can you talk about that rivalry, or can you kind of relive moments of that game? Anything that you know jumps off the yeah, page I mean, regarding shoot, playing I Auburn. Mean, being, you know, half a quarter away from a national championship game, that game is always going to be one that, you know, you wish you had back, um, mm-hmm. wish you could have done just a little bit more. It shouldn't have been that close. What what more could you – we go back and watch it. What more could we have done on offense? Uh, what more could we have done on defense? What more could we have done in the special teams? I mean, that's a game that kind of uh, – it stains it stains me personally. I know some of my teammates that were there with me at that particular time. 
Um, it, it's like I said, it's one of those ones that we wish we could we could get back. Um, but Auburn, they're always going to strap it up. They're going to mm-hmm. play hard. They're going to have good recruits. They're going to have you know good coaching staff. All those good things. Um, they're they're a good program. Um, you know, national champions, all that good stuff um, in the years past. So sorry about that um, in the years past. So I think that that it's just a game that, you know, the, the battle of the Tigers, all that good stuff. Um, I think it's a game that we just have to really go out and uh, showcase our talents. Um, they, they're obviously coming off of a lose a loss um, right now. Um, they're going to be hungry to try to get another another victory, get back into the winning column. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just have to to be able to to mitigate some of those big plays. I mean, they got some playmakers over there on both sides of the ball. They definitely um, do. And on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, on the offensive side in the running game, you know, they're going to get their running backs. They kind of have a committee of running backs as well. They got a, a bunch of receivers that are out there making plays as well. Um, so I think that that we're going to just like we're talking about right now, that we're going to have to do a good job of getting to the quarterback early and often um, to, to slow down some of those receivers and then uh, continue to build on this this run defense that we're 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 building on. Yeah, I agree. So I, I actually did a Q&A with a guy who works for an Auburn uh, blog or site and he knew I was doing the Mizzou thing and he asked me he said you know make it as trash talky as you want or as factual as you'd like and it was actually a really good exercise but from talking with him I won't say spoiled uh but that fan base certainly you know speaking from the fan uh is is not probably as hungry as Mizzou is to break through and finally be counted the way they deserve to be because obviously back then when you were competing in that game, Mizzou was was considered a top-tier uh, program. And I, I won't say a step backwards because they've had some exceptional athletes and coaches and staff and all of those things. And it's anytime you're playing the best every week, once you get through week three or week four, it doesn't take a whole lot to not look like a great program when That's Missouri it. could beat at, you know, probably 80% of the programs in D1. So I, I do think just from talking with this guy, which was was refreshing and was was a really good conversation, that they expect greatness. I don't know what sure. the players, you know, or the coaching staff expects. I will say this is probably the most vulnerable that team has been these last couple years, right? Like them and mm-hmm. LSU. Some of these SEC teams have suddenly taken kind of a large step back, and Missouri maybe didn't get a whole lot better year over year, but they didn't get worse. So uh, the run defense is better than it was, mm-hmm. which is big. And one thing I really took away from that Penn State game, I didn't see any of it, but I did study the box score and read some of the sure. notes. They gave up 500 total yards. <laughs> you know, and they, opportunities out there. Yeah, sure. and they lost 42-11, and they had 420 total yards. Exactly. So I, they, it was- they couldn't convert but we're able to get the yardage. So I think if Missouri right. can contain them and not, you know, throw four picks or whatever five it was against K-State, they can beat that team because Penn State may have a good offense, but Missouri has a good offense too. And if they protect Brady, I feel like they have a chance. I feel like the pressure's not on them. I feel like this Auburn fan base, you know, the guy's last question is, have you ever seen a yellow tiger? And I'm like, come on, man. You know, like, come obviously, on. yeah. Like, cause it's, you know, it's like, okay, funny. haha. But he almost like it's an inferior sec team. And right. I felt that's the way There's the guy I, who's 
freaking the Tigers, but they always talking about some eagle or something. Exactly. Like, what? what y'all are confused. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, I I guess, you know, to, to summarize that, Mizzou, I don't think, has a lot of pressure in this game. I think Auburn has tremendous pressure in this game, sure. especially after that loss to Penn State and giving up a tremendous amount of yardage in that game, really not being close. If Mizzou can protect Brady, there's no reason why they can't win this game. They don't have to be perfect, but they they need to be somewhere in between where they were at with Louisiana Tech in the first half. Yep. And, and, and And I think they can, you know, K-State, that, that game, again, we talked about last week. Don't need to relive it. That game was not as bad as it looked mm-hmm. until it hit that weather delay. That's so it. if they stay locked in, focus, and protect Brady, Mizzou has the weapons to point with anyone. There's still some holes in the secondary. There's still some things that need to be addressed. You have to be able to get to the quarterback. And those holes in the secondary, like we just discussed, exist because they're running around back there forever and they're exhausted. So yep. um, I I like our chances I do uh, against Auburn. I do too, man. I think – on the defensive side of the ball, I think if we get to the quarterback um, and and slow down that passing game, I think we'll have good success there. In special teams, I think if we can can back them up, if we can win the the field position battle, I think that's going to be important for us. Um, mm-hmm. If they have to have long drives and different things like that, if we can make short drives for us to get yep. get that you know, punt return game going again, kick return game going. Um, that'll give us an o- excellent opportunity. And then on offense, just protect the ball. We, I think, I think the third down efficiency is something that we could work on. Um, if, if we can, if we can get above, you know, 50% on third down, mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be something that, you know, I think that's what Penn state was able to do. Um, extend drives they had some some pretty long drives against them and things like that so um explosive plays are going to be um vital as well i mean we started to see it a little bit this last game as well so if we can continue that i I don't see us not not coming out with with the victory yeah i could see that And, and the other thing that is important if these victories don't culminate in the ball game that drink and the tigers want that's okay if it does persuade a recruit you know to see uh mizzou beat auburn on the big stage and compete or beat georgia on the big stage whether it be this year or the year following or the year following it it pays for itself it's worth mm-hmm. it so the dividends baby yeah <laughs> man they've got these built-in at home you know recruitment in a box they don't have to do anything you don't have to go to anybody's living room you know you know like some of these d1 schools have to work so hard to close and convert kids that, you know, may otherwise not know a lot about them. But right. if you just turn the TV and, oh, wow, Mizzou beat Auburn, that that right. in itself means something. I know we talk a lot about in-state, but, you know, ideally you would like to obviously start capturing people out of state as well. But to sure. get either, you got to beat more than ACU and beat more than uh, Louisiana Tech. It just I agree, what it 100%. Is. Um, some other notes from that game. Um they <laughs> they do a lot of goofy stuff. Like I feel like it's like throwing back to the. I, I don't know if it's a big the shotgun, mm-hmm. you know, and just the the, the lining up and, and some of the sets I know are designed to be kind of tricky mm-hmm. and gimmicky. I don't know if those things are or are not effective, but I feel like if the line is going to line up against a team that they can beat up, they could line up old school and really take them the task. And I think they got a little cute 
on a lot of those plays, not a lot, some of those plays, and that resulted in, you know, now trying to play that field position game and, and punt and draw them off sides. And when you play a powerhouse team like Georgia, you can't do that. So I, I don't know if that's going to tighten up, but I know sometimes those things work, but they often backfire. Yeah. I think like, um, I think drink has a very colorful offense. He has a colorful mind mm-hmm. and he tries to to push the envelope a little bit. Yep. Um, and that's just the type of coach he is. Um, I think that, like you said, if we if we can can button down and just run, you know, find our our base plays. If we have a twelve play package that that we know that this is our bread and butter, we know we can get four to six yards on these plays. Um, that that kind of thing. I mean, our run game, we've been getting four yards a tote easily, five, four to five, almost five yards a tote. Um, so get to our running game. I mean, we have different backs that are that have different specialties. Uh, get get it to them on the early downs uh, and convert on third down um, and then sprinkle in some of those exotics that you talked about, because um, I, I think that they can be effective, mm-hmm. um, but it's all about game flow and timing. Um, so if we, if we can perfect that and, and execute the plays that drinks drinks calling, we'll be we'll be fine, man. Cool. What's your prediction for this game against Auburn? You got an exact score. You got a general theory. Any bullet points or anything specific that you think needs to happen to be competitive or to win this game? The things I talked about earlier are are my keys. Um, you know, defense, getting to the quarterback, uh, getting some interceptions, turning, the, getting the ball, getting the ball back to the offense. Um, we win the field position battle on on special teams, and then offense, protecting the quarterback and converting on third down. Those are, I think, those are my keys. Um, to this game, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a mid score game. I, I'd say probably 24, 17. I think we, we, we get it. The good guys win. So I was there with you. 24, 21 Mizzou. Uh, I agree. They, they have to get to the quarterback. Yep. Um, I, they, they just have to. It, it's I think as they take this step up in competition, and Kansas State was, and again, some unorthodox things, elements and whatnot. But even on a level playing field, even if it's a neutral playing field, you're not going to find many teams in the SEC that don't get to the quarterback. And mm-hmm. we saw Brady Cook's ability uh, to scan- scramble and escape, but in most cases, not maybe as great as he could be. And I mean, who is great when someone's bearing down on you? You know, sure. very few quarterbacks are that good. I mean, very, very few. So, I think that they need to return that favor because if yep. they aren't getting to the quarterback, I think it's a long game. I, I don't want it to sound like I'm picking on the secondary every game. I'm not. I, I think it is a lot of time. It's a lot of time. It's hard to cover people. It's hard to cover them legally and not catch calls and catch flags because it's almost near impossible. You could call holding on every play in every game, damn near, yeah. in professional college, high school, and on down the line to Pee Wee. So to try to cover someone for three and a half seconds is an eternity, you know, let alone when they're broken out of the route and they're just roaming free. And that has a lot to do with the lack of pressure. Plus, Drink loves man coverage. You know, I know he has other sets, but you're you're, you're really putting a lot of pressure on, on these young men to cover for a very long period of time. There's nothing wrong with that if you get that pressure. Um, sure. I think they've got to score score a lot. And I don't mean in a general sense that you have to score more than the other. I think they need to point and point early. Um, I think that momentum piece 
is different. I think that kind of badge of honor with Auburn is different. I don't think most of the guys that are on this team have been, they weren't part of big winners. This isn't Bama right. where the lineage that's is it. always somebody on this squad war ring. You know, that's not that's it. what it is. Auburn's had a few rough years and it, you know, not kick a man when they're down, but if th- this is the time in my opinion, and this is people aren't going to remember next year, two years from now that Auburn wasn't as good as they were in 2017. They're going to remember that they, they, lost to Mizzou so I would love to see them take this game I'd love to see them win every game but I think this would mean a lot for this fan base for potential recruits for the guys that have already committed yep. you know like the guy uh and I'm just gonna bug me it, I should know this but I, I wrote a really large piece on the young man that just committed from Lee Summit super awesome he was on the fence between K-State and Mizzou and okay. then K-State <laughs> whooped Mizzou right like I we want these guys to see some W's, you know, against some big teams. And we want the fan base to be happy and it'll be big for drink and it'll be super inspiring for all of the uh, guys around the team as well. So I don't think it's going to take a whole lot um, to be competitive, but to win um, that offensive line has to be very, very good. And that defensive line has to put enough pressure where they can't sit back there and pick them apart. Those are my kind of, I think, keys to victory. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint, we definitely need to to win some of these big games um, and some of the statement statement games. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are the games that the recruits are coming to. They want to see, you know, how we stack up against that competition, especially if you're. Um, this is one of the games that we're you know we're playing the other side of the division, so we don't necessarily play them every year or anything yep. like that but when we get to the to the eastern mm-hmm. games those are the games that that truly you know mean a little bit more um we want to see you know because we're guaranteed to play those guys every year every year um but we don't want to look ahead to any game so we'll, we'll save that for next week um but <laughs> uh but but we just need to handle this game go one and oh this week focus on on the mission at hand and then we can worry about whoever's next after that yes sir and i get a feeling based on whoever is next who they're playing <laughs> it's not it's not hard they will still be the number one team in the country when they come <laughs> in town so um did you have anything you want to add man a pleasure as always no man not this week i mean this week i'm wearing my hat for my little league team the carolina reapers um we uh we started a a, a youth program out here in um awesome. in South Carolina. I'm in Charlotte, but um the team is based out of Fort Mill, South Carolina. So I'm the the OC for them. So awesome. um I love it. Uh, just get to work with those guys and 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 develop them. So and then you still got to get over to the restaurant. I know you couldn't get over there this past get, weekend. It's all good. Get yeah, over there. I, well, and I thought I had Sunday free but then my oldest son was with us and it sure. just didn't work out, but I, I will get there. I'm there for the uh, Georgia game. It sounds okay. like, you know, um, those tickets Wait. are pricey, so I'm keeping uh-huh. an eye on it, but I'm going to figure it out, but I'm not spending out, $50 man. a ticket. I think I'm, I'm trying to get down there as well. So I think I might be down there. So I'll let you know for sure if that I'm down beautiful. there, but, but we'll talk next week, man, or later on this week. Yes, sir. All right. Well, M-I-Z and uh, we appreciate you, everybody as always. And we'll see you again next week. All right, guys. All right, take it easy.